Welcome to Kick-Ass Radio, hosted by Joe Sainsbury, founder of Kick-Ass Women. Join Joe over the next hour as she shares stories and conversations that are both inspiring and empowering. Having spent over 30 years in the corporate sector, Joe Sainsbury kicked off her heels and became a coal train driver working in the rail and mining industry. It has been her goal ever since to empower and support women who are considering a career change into an industry role, making the transition as smooth as possible. Joe is a walking, talking success story of how taking the plunge into industry can open up a world of opportunity. And you can do it too. If you're a woman working in industry or considering a career change, this is the radio station for you. Let's get into this episode of Kick-Ass Radio. Hey there, Glow Getters. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Radio Show. Wow, wow, wow. What a week we've had here at the Kick-Ass Women. Last Thursday, we were privileged to be crowned the gold at the Osmumpreneur Awards in the One to Watch category. And yes, Kick-Ass Women is definitely one to watch as we have proudly stepped up to the footplate where we've been growing, developing and building a distinctive role in the rail, mining, resources, STEM and construction industries. Just some strategic areas we focus on are share and listen to women's stories, pinpoint ways to recruit women, increase the number of and visibility of female leaders, mentor and sponsor women, reach out to formal and informal women's groups and businesses. Kick-Ass Women is what we like to refer to as a master in the making that optimises the best in women and the brand is the voice behind so many women who are changing roles and evolving or rather rediscovering themselves. So a massive heartfelt shout out of thanks to each and every one of you who have been supporting and continue to support Kick-Ass Women. Now, this week on the show, we are going to touch on emotional intelligence. So I'd like to start with a question. How are you? No, seriously, how are you? You may have been asked that question thousands of times without anyone ever pausing to really hear an answer or without you ever stopping to consider the question yourself. Maybe you're like me, at times feeling like life is an emotional roller coaster, or maybe that doesn't describe you at all. Maybe you're simply curious how you can become better manager, team player, spouse, parent, friend. Regardless of why you have tuned in, one thing is for sure, we are all emotional creatures, and that's a good thing. It's what makes us human, and you are a wonderful human. Yes, you but as such, you've probably encountered a situation where your emotions caused you to do or say something you later regretted. Or in other cases, where your lack of understanding of others' emotions put you in a similarly troublesome situation. That's where emotional intelligence can help. It's not about trying to remove emotions from the equation. It's about understanding and managing those emotions so they don't manage you. I like to call this making emotions work for you instead of against you. So are you ready? Don't forget to fasten your seatbelts as you get ready to travel this amazing journey of self-discovery. 
You are listening to Kick-Ass Radio Show, Kickstart, where we talk about all things women working in non-traditional roles in the male-dominated industries. And I tell you how it is. So today is an introduction to emotional intelligence. I'm your host, Joe Sainsbury, the Glow Getter, and I hope we can keep you in good company over the coming hour. A huge shout out to all the women working out on track and on site today all over the globe. May you stay safe and have a great day or night shift. And this might also be a good time for a warning that today's radio show may and does contain some adult language. Let's get into it. Okay, so we probably all know people either at work or in our personal lives who are really good listeners. No matter what kind of situation we're in, they always seem to know just what to say and how to say it so that we're not offended or upset. They're caring and considerate. And even if we don't find a solution to our problem, we usually leave feeling more hopeful and optimistic. We probably also know people who are masters at managing their emotions. They don't get angry in stressful situations. Instead, they have the ability to look at a problem and calmly find a solution. They're excellent decision makers and they know when to trust their intuition. Regardless of their strengths, however, they're usually willing to look at themselves honestly. They take criticism well and they know when to use it to improve their performance. People like this have a high degree of emotional intelligence. They know themselves very well and they're also able to see the emotional needs of others. Would you, would you like to be more like this? As more and more people accept that emotional intelligence is just as important to professional success as technical ability, organisations are increasingly using it when they hire and promote. So, for example, one large cosmetics company recently revised their hiring process for sales um, consultants to choose candidates based on their emotional intelligence. The result? People hired with the new system have sold on average, around $91,000 more than the sales reps selected under the old system. There has also been significantly lower staff turnover among the group chosen for their emotional intelligence. So what exactly is emotional intelligence and what can you do to improve yours? We all have different personalities, different wants and needs and different ways of showing our emotions. Navigating through this all takes tact and cleverness, especially if we hope to succeed in life. This is where emotional intelligence becomes important. Emotional intelligence is the ability to recognise your emotions, understand what they're telling you, and realise how your emotions affect people around you. It also involves your perception of others. When you understand how they feel, this allows you to manage relationships more effectively. People with high emotional intelligence are usually successful in most things they do. Why? Because they're the ones that others want on their team. When people with high emotional intelligence send an email, it gets answered. When they need help, they get it because they make others feel good they go through life much more easily than people who are easily angered or upset. So 
in his book titled Emotional Intelligence, Why It Can Matter More Than IQ, Daniel Goleman, an American psychologist, developed a framework of five elements that define emotional intelligence. And the first is self-awareness. People with high emotional intelligence are usually very self-aware. They understand that emotions, and because of this, they don't let their feelings rule them. They're confident because they trust their intuition and don't let their emotions get out of control. They're also willing to take an honest look at themselves. They know their strengths and weaknesses, and they work on these areas so that they can perform better. Many people believe that this self-awareness is the most important part of emotional intelligence. The next is self-regulation. This is the ability to control emotions and impulses. People who self-regulate typically don't allow themselves to become too angry or jealous, and they don't make impulsive, careless decisions. They think before they act. Characteristics of self-regulation are thoughtfulness, comfort with change, integrity, and the ability to say no. Next is motivation. People with a high degree of emotional intelligence are usually motivated. They're willing to defer immediate results for long-term success. They're highly productive. They love a challenge and are very effective in what they do. The next is empathy, and this is a huge one. This is perhaps the second most important element of emotional intelligence. Empathy is the ability to identify with and understand the wants, needs, and viewpoints of those around you. People with empathy are good at recognizing the feelings of others, even when those feelings may not be obvious. As a result, empathetic people are usually excellent at managing relationships, listening, and relating to others. They avoid stereo, uh, stereotyping and judging too quickly, and they live their lives in a very open and honest way. And the last one is social skills. It's usually easy to talk to and like people with good social skills and another sign of high emotional intelligence. Those with strong social skills are typically team players. Rather than focus on their own success first, they help others develop and shine. They can manage disputes, are excellent communicators, and are masters at building and maintaining relationships. So as you've probably determined, emotional intelligence can be a key to success in your life, especially in your career. The ability to manage people and relationships is very important in not only leaders, but also the workforce. So developing and using your emotional intelligence can be a good way to show others that there is a leader inside you and there is a leader inside of everyone. So the good news is that emotional intelligence can be learned and developed, as well as working on your skills in the five areas that we just spoke about. You can use some strategies. So observe how you react to people. Do you rush to judge before you know all of the facts? Do you stereotype? Look honestly at how you think and interact with other people. Try to put yourself in their place and be more open and accepting of their perspectives and their needs. Look at your work environment. Do you seek attention? Oh, excuse me. 
for your accomplishments. Humility can be a wonderful quality and it doesn't mean that you're shy or lack confidence. When you practice humility, you say that you know what you did and you can be quietly confident about it. Give others a chance to shine. Oh, excuse me. Put the focus on them and don't worry too much about getting praise for yourself. Do a self-evaluation. Try out an emotional intelligence quiz and you can get them free download them off the internet what are your weaknesses are you willing to accept that you're not perfect and that you could work on some areas to make yourself a better person have the courage to look at yourself honestly it could change your life and then examine how you react to stressful situations do you become upset every time there's a delay or something doesn't happen the way you want it do you blame others or become angry at them, even when it's not their fault? The ability to stay calm and in control in different, in difficult situations is highly valued in the business world and outside of it. Keep your emotions under control when things go wrong. Take responsibility for your actions. If you hurt someone's feelings, apologize directly. Don't ignore what you did or avoid the person. People are usually more willing to forgive and forget if you make an honest attempt to make things right. Then examine how your actions will affect others before you take those actions. If your decision will impact others, put yourself in their place. How will they feel if you do this? Would you want that experience? If you must take this action, how can you help others deal with the effects? So although regular intelligence is important to success in life, emotional intelligence is key to relating well to others and achieving your goals. Many people believe that it is at least as important as regular intelligence. And many companies now use emotional intelligence to hire new staff. Emotional intelligence is an awareness of your actions and feelings and how they affect those around you. It also means that you value others, listen to their wants and needs and are able to empathize or identify with them on many different levels. Okay, let's hear from one of our show sponsors and we'll be right back with you soon. Hi, Glow Getters. We're Brenjo's Earth Moving, a professional earth moving business specializing in a range of infrastructure works across a variety of industries located in Mackay, Queensland. Here at Renjo's, we're a family-owned company backed by an incredible team. We've seen firsthand the incredible benefits that come from promoting and supporting a diverse workplace. We're so proud to be sponsoring Kick-Ass Radio and Kick-Ass Women's Mission to support women entering into non-traditional roles and careers. So emotionally intelligent minds. Emotionally intelligent minds know how to bridge the perspective gap. How can you negotiate effectively, persuade, and influence others by connecting them to your feelings. Now, there's a great story here that I that I come across, and I think it's it is a good story, and it highlights exactly what we're talking about in regards to um, have others um, know how you feel or how you can take their perspective on how they feel. 
There's a great scene in Ford versus Ferrari, the movie based on the true story of the legendary Ford Motors team who won the 1966 24 Hours of Le Mans race in France. Now, Shelby, a former race car driver turned automotive designer, and we're talking of the Mustang Shelby, he is in a predicament. He needs to convince Ford CEO, Henry Ford II, to allow his friend and fellow racer, Ken Miles, to be the primary driver at Le Mans. The Shelby knows the team will need every advantage to beat Ferrari, who had won at Le Mans for the last six years in a row. The problem is Ford and his lieutenants don't really like Miles, who they don't see as a team player. So how could Shelby convince Ford that Miles would be the best man for the job? Shelby takes Ford on a little ride in the race car. You ready? Shelby asks Ford as Ford sits shotgun about to take the ride of his life. The name on the middle of that steering wheel should tell you that I was born ready, Shelby, responds Ford. Hit it. As Shelby peels out in a prototype Ford GT40, Ford is literally pinned to his chair. He instinctively braces himself for impact by placing his hand on the dashboard. Shelby continues to floor it in a car capable of speeds over 218 miles per hour or 350 kilometres per hour. Ford becomes visibly distressed. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Ford yells, his face violently contorting as Shelby takes each successive turn at high speed. In the distance, accompanied by team engineer Phil Remington, Ford's lieutenants are speechless as they look on. They can only imagine what's going through their CEO's mind as he hangs on for dear life. It's about right now the uninitiated have a tendency to soil themselves, Remington says with a smirk. Shelby continues his joyride for a little while longer, narrowly missing huge cones, oil barrels, even another truck before he ends the treacherous run by yanking the handbrake and bringing the car to a sudden, brutal stop via a perfect bootleg turn. Ford sits, struggling to control his emotions. Suddenly, he breaks into tears. I had no idea, he whimpers. I had no idea. Although this example is extreme and likely fictional, although I wouldn't have put it past Shelby, to have done this in real life, Shelby did convince Ford to let Miles race at Le Mans. The story also demonstrates a major lesson in emotional intelligence, the ability to understand and manage emotional behaviour. It all starts with something called the perspective gap. What is the perspective gap? The perspective gap, also known as empathy gap, is a common occurrence in which one dramatically underestimates the effects of a psychologically or physically intense situation. Usually we think we understand a certain set of circumstances, even if we've never experienced them, but we really have no idea. Other times we've actually experienced something similar to what another person is describing, 
but the way we remember handling the situation is much better than we actually did. The perspective gap explains why physicians consistently miss the mark when attempting to estimate their patient's level of pain, or why we find it so challenging to put ourselves in the shoes of a colleague or even a family member. It's also why Ford, who had already given Shelby the green light in putting together the company's racing team, still needed extra convincing. But what can this scene teach us about the perspective gap? There's two lessons. Don't be like Ford. There are likely people at work right now who are trying hard to get you to understand the problems they're facing. They're trying to get your support. It's easy to dismiss those people with expressions like toughen up. It's not that big of a deal. You're making a mountain out of a molehill. If you want to build trust and stronger relationships, stop it. Instead, bridge the gap. Bridge the gap. Try to see things from their perspective. In other words, if it's important to them, make it important to you. Be like Shelby. But what if you're in the opposite situation? What if you're trying to garner support from a colleague, your team, or even a family member, and they're just not getting it? Remember, even if they've gone through a similar experience to you, and especially if they haven't, they're not likely to empathise with you. There's going to be a perspective gap, but you don't have to give up. Instead of telling them the challenges you're facing, help them to feel those challenges themselves. And you can do that by first identifying your own feelings. Are you frustrated, angry, disappointed, sad? Now ask your colleague to describe a situation that makes them feel frustrated, angry, disappointed and sad. Now you're helping them to connect, not to your situation, but to your feelings. You've helped them to relate. Uh, relate. Oh, tongue-tied today. You've helped them to build empathy. If you can accomplish that, you'll have a partner who's invested. Your problem has become their problem. And learning to bridge the perspective gap is how you build great teams and companies. It's how you learn to solve problems together, create a great workforce, and it makes for a damn great movie scene, as we've just talked about. So what can you do? When you think about an effective leader or an effective colleague, what characteristics come to mind? Chances are you picture someone who listens to their team. They stay cool under pressure. They know when to trust their intuition and they never let their emotions get the best of them. People like this have a high degree of emotional intelligence. So remember, emotional intelligence is the ability to recognise your emotions, understand them and see how they affect those around you. Having high emotional intelligence also means you understand other people's emotions and it allows you to manage your relationships better and avoid potential conflicts. Okay, we'll hear from another one of the show's sponsors and we'll be back to get our take five. Hey, Glow Getters, have you heard about Kick-Ass Women? 
Founded by Joe Sainsbury, Kick-Ass Women is dedicated to empowering and supporting women who are considering a career change into an industry role. Visit our brand new website at www.kickasswomen.com.au or follow Kick-Ass Women on Facebook and LinkedIn today to keep up to date with all things Kick-Ass Women and the incredible opportunities and content we have for you. See you there, Glowgetters. So as we said earlier on, there are five elements that define emotional intelligence. So these are your take five. The first is self-awareness. When you're self-aware, you know how you're feeling all of the time and you understand how those feelings are affecting the people around you. The second characteristic is self-regulation. This is the ability to control your emotions and actions. You can develop self-regulation by living your values and by holding yourself accountable when you make a mistake. The next element of emotional intelligence is motivation. Highly motivated people put off short-term rewards for long-term success. The fourth element of EI is um, empathy. This is when you have the ability to identify with other people and understand their wants, needs, and viewpoints. And finally, having good social skills is also critically important. This helps you work positively with other people and manage conflict effectively. Having high emotional intelligence is crucial in today's workplace. If you can build and maintain strong relationships, then you can work happily and productively with the people around you. It's also one of the key attributes of being an effective leader. And here's your safety affirmation. Emotional intelligence is your ability to recognize and understand emotions in yourself and others, and your ability to use this awareness to manage your behavior and relationships. So self-awareness is the foundation of emotional intelligence. The knowledge you gain when you boost your self-awareness empowers you to grow and make better decisions and choices. So you need to audit your habits. Think of some of the habits you acquired working from home, if you had to work from home, and ask yourself what you may need to change. So for example, you may have become used to multitasking when you video chatted or attended Zoom meetings. Once you're in the office and physically with other humans, this habit may hinder your ability to re-establish rapport with them. Break that distracting habit and remind yourself to be fully present during events where there are others. And moving away from self-absorption to notice and support others in your work entourage will help you control negative messages you may unwittingly be sending to others. And pay attention to, to your own anxiety barometer. It is natural to be anxious returning to work, especially if you've been working from home. So this is all bringing self-awareness to the forefront. And we all respond to anxiety differently. While we might not be able to quickly calm our anxiety, it helps to understand the psychological manifestations of your anxiety so that you can restore equilibrium. Some people may become restless or experience muscle tension. Others may tire easily or experience insomnia. Raising your awareness can prompt you to pay more attention to self-care. 
such as trying relaxation techniques and making sleep a priority. So carve out some alone time. One of the things you may have discovered or reconfirmed if you are working from home is how much you love being by yourself. Suddenly being surrounded by others for an entire workday may increase your stress level. Knowing this, you should consider giving yourself little breaks during the day. So go for a stroll outside. You can also change your starting time maybe. If it's permitted, start earlier when the office is likely to be less populated or shift your hours to work later when most people have left. If you have the luxury of doing this or closing your door for parts of your day, do so. Or try a good noise cancellation headset that helps you tune out of the din of the crowd and create psychological safety. We all need to feel emotionally safe to voice our anxieties and to ask for support. And managers can take the lead. Consider what obstacles you can remove to make your team's transition easier. Remind people of any well-being resources your company has to offer or support you are aware of. People may worry about the simplest things. So confide in each other, back each other up and um, create that psychological safety net. Everyone, everyone craves it. Make it known that it is okay not to be perfect. And in these rapidly changing times, perfection is a moving target. People may work with incomplete information and anticipated delays. Be patient and aim for expediency and practicality rather than perfection. You can be sure that everyone will remember how their manager and their leadership teams treated them in the difficult first few weeks after returning to work. So in the workplace, be prepared and be kind. The mental health impacts of what we've experienced over the last 18 months will continue to be significant for a long time yet after we're back. Be sure to leverage any peace and calm you enjoyed working from home to strengthen your own resilience and tap into your emotional intelligence to be understanding and empathetic with other people. No matter how pressure-filled your first days back on the job might be, soften your approach to others. Anxiety will be running high. Putting it simply, be nice to yourself and to your fellow workmates. Okay, that's the end of the show. Let's round it out. And I hope you've I hope you've learned a little bit about emotional intelligence today. So that's it, guys. I do hope you found the information, as I said, hopeful and valuable, and it gives you something to ponder over the weekend. As always, I really appreciate you guys giving me your time to listen to the radio show. You can find more information on this episode in the show notes or on my social media pages and reach out to me and follow me on the Kick-Ass Women or Joe Sainsbury social media platforms. Or you can send me an email at Jody J-O-D-Y, at kickassswomen.com.au and be sure to subscribe to the podcast and get the latest episodes sent directly to you. So that's it for today's show. Thanks for your company and for listening to Kick-Ass Radio. It's not goodbye, but see you later. Stay safe and well. 
go crush it. Keep in touch, POSCOMS. Go on, get your glow on, become a glow getter. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Kick-Ass Radio, where we kick goals and deliver empowering conversations for women. Want to hear more from Kick-Ass Women and Joe Sainsbury? Visit the Kick-Ass Women website or follow Kick-Ass Women on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram. See you on the next episode of Kick-Ass Radio.